Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Suplex Show with Brett A. I'm your host Brett and today we're going to be doing another episode of uh, the AEW Dynamite Review. Perhaps maybe even my last AEW Dynamite Review until I don't even I don't even know man because bloody school. I don't like school. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a send-off party for Dynamite Review, and tomorrow will probably be the final episode for, uh, Brett, I don't know how long, um, it could be weeks, months, but, you know, this, we'll, we'll, we'll do the best we can, but yeah, so it is a bit of a somber, um, stuff, but today the main talking point of the show on AW, we'll get to it first after the old intro, is, um, so, made run of the show, Fifth Labor of Jericho, MJF taps out Jericho, not clean as a sheet, but pretty, in a pretty, like, pretty cleanly. So, yeah, we'll talk about was that actually the right decision to make, you know, thoughts on the match, all that stuff in the main talking point section. But, you know, before we get to that, we gotta do the old intro, you know. It's tradition. Uh, intro. Uh, I gotta fill three minutes worth of intro time. Um, I don't have a ton to talk about, but here's something I did, so on the review preview show, I forgot to give my takeover predictions, so I will. Um, I think I think Dragunov beats Walter, to be honest with you. I, I think Dragunov beats Walter. I'd be surprised if he didn't, um, to be honest with you. Uh, I think Joe beats Cross, and I think Kai, Kai Gonzalez, in my opinion, is a, hard, a difficult match to call. Uh, I'm not sure who will win that. But I'll go with Gonzalez. Um, just because I guess it it just kind of makes the most sense to me personally for her to win, but I genuinely could see it going either way. Um, so that one's a bit harder to call. Um, and then Grimes versus Knight, I think Grimes wins that pretty handily. Um, and then is there anything else on the card? Apparently, um, this kind of bugged me when I heard it, but apparently the Swerve versus Escobar was not going to be on the takeover card. Like, what? Why? They've been feuding for a while now. It seemed like the perfect setup for a takeover match. Like, I don't understand. Hopefully it gets announced for the card within, like, um, the next couple days. Because I do think that should be a takeover. Because that'll be really good. Swerve versus Escobar. That's, like, a quality, quality TV main event. That's a beautiful show opener for takeover, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah. That's kind of my NXT takeover prediction. Or, am I missing anything on the card? I don't think so. It's It's a... Five match show, I believe. It's um Grimes versus Knight. Oh wait, I forgot Cole O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, that's the other match. I forgot. Um Cole O'Reilly, I think O'Reilly wins, but I could maybe see Cole winning. It depends on Cole's contract situation. I think he's re signing, but I think he's going to the main roster. So I'll say Cole wins. I'll say Cole wins that. Or sorry, I'll say O'Reilly wins. And uh sends Cole packing up to the main roster. Yeah, um, and that uh, if Swerve Escobar gets confirmed, I'll say that Swerve wins just because he's only been North American champion for probably maybe like two two ish month two ish months now maybe two 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 or three not 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 too long, and he hasn't this is his first like decent feud with the title, um, so yeah I I think he will pick up the win if that gets announced, uh yeah. And I was able to fill for a couple minutes with that. So I just need to talk for 15 more seconds about intro, th- intro stuff. Um, 
yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else to talk about, but in not having anything else to talk about, I just filled for time, baby. It's a strap. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's all for the intro of this episode of the Suplex Show. Uh, next, we're going to be talking about the main topic on the show, which was MJF topping out Jericho clean, well, pretty clean, uh, in the main event of Dynamite. And was that really the right decision? Like, obviously, you know, MJF is the younger talent, but, like, should he have won this? Let's talk about it. I'll see you there. Welcome back to the Suplex Show with Brett A. I'm your host, Brett, and now it's time to get into the main review of everything that happened on um, AW Dynamite, or not everything, uh, the talk, the main talk point of um, the main event of Dynamite, which was uh, Jericho sitting on MJF, where Jericho could not use the Judas effect, and he could not uh, use the Judas theme song. It was the fifth labor of Jericho. So this, this kind of, I don't know if it confused other people. I think it did, because I saw some people asking about it. My understanding was, if Jericho beats MJF here, he gets a straight-up singles match with them at All Out. Because I thought that's what it was. I thought it was, if you beat, if you win all five labors, you get a match against MJF. That's what they made it sound like, in my opinion. I saw some other people saying, like, no, MJF would be the fifth labor. But I figured it'd be... Five, you beat the five laborers, and then you get a shot at Jericho. In that, I mean, or sorry, you get a shot at MJF. So my understanding coming in this match was, well, Jericho wins here, gets a shot at MJF. Okay. Um, so I was assuming Jericho would win here, and then they'd have a match at all out. I don't know. It, it, it was kind of confusing going into it. That is something I was not a huge fan of. Just And maybe it, it was clear-cut, and maybe we're all just, like, idiots. But it, well, I wasn't super, like... I was a bit confused going into this. But given how things have played out, um, as this match started, I was kind of like, okay, so this is the final labor. Like, after this, it's over, is what I was understanding, essentially. So, uh, MJF came out. Like, it's, I don't say this about many people, but if you just watch MJF make his entrance, the guy carries himself like a star. Like, it, it's it's very good. He's, he's, he's really good. Uh, Jericho came out with no theme music, but the, um, the AIW fans were able to provide him with theme music himself with they were all singing like judas along with um like really loudly um and mjf was like what and jericho was like it was it was really cool them all singing judas it was quite loud it would have been hilarious if everyone was just like completely silent when jericho came out and he just walked to the ring to silence i don't know that would have made me laugh um yeah but that that is not what happened uh but he comes down to the ring um yeah and so the Match started, um, both men going on each other early. Jericho goes for the Lion Tamer, Lion Tamer on, or, Walls of, why do they call the Walls of Jericho the Lion Tamer? Like, Lion Tamer is the one where he, like, breaks your neck. The Walls of Jericho is a Boston Crab. Like, he goes for the Walls, he goes for, I think, at least, because I heard a point in this match where he put the Walls in, or, I think MJF put the Walls in, and somebody said, oh, he's got the Lion Tamer in. Like, it's just, like, it's confusing. But, you know, Jericho goes for the um, walls pretty early, but MJF just, like, immediately kind of, like, rolls out to the ring. Uh, he tries to get back on the apron, but Jericho hit him with a, like, he bounced off the ropes and hit him with the springboard dropkick off the apron. Um, he then goes to the outside where they kind of brawl for a bit, and MJF is able to get the advantage. And uh, he grabs, like, a camera for one of the cameramen, and he, like, this was a quite fun section. And they cut to his camera, and he, like, sticks up a middle finger, 
into the camera and he's like going past all the fans with his middle finger up and all of them have this their middle finger up at him and then he turns the camera around and Jericho's standing there and Jericho hits him while he has the camera and it stays on his camera so you just see like him on the ground and Jericho like standing up above him and then um Jericho grabs the camera and uh he like he goes to hit him and then Jericho grabs the camera and he's like kind of like he goes to and MJF is like getting up to his feet. Jericho grabs the camera. He goes to hit MJF with it, but then he just manages to stop himself to avoid the DQ, and MJF uh, rolls back into the ring. That was kind of I, I explained that a bit confusingly, but it it, it was a cool spot. I quite like that. Uh, yeah. Once they get back in the ring, MJF is able to get control after kind of working over Jericho's arm a bit. Um, and then we go to commercial break. During the commercial break, MJF just continues to work over the um arm. When we come back. Uh, when we come back from the commercial break, he uh, Jericho and uh, MJF hit each other with clotheslines at like the same time. Both men go down. Um, Jericho is able to get back up to his feet though and heads to the top where he hits a double axe handle on MJF. Uh, but MJF is able to get back in control and again starts working on Jericho's arm. Um, but it, Jericho and then they both start like fighting, like you know the old fight forever, where they both like hit each other and they're like yeah. Oh. Yeah, and eventually Jericho is able to take control. He knocks MJF down, and he hits him with a beautiful lion salt. Um, he covers him, but it's only enough for near fall. Um, oh, sorry, I was confused by my notes there for a sec. I don't know why, but he, I was confused. Yeah, yeah uh, Jericho then sends MJF in the corner. He's just working him over, you know, a bunch of chops and stuff. He uh, heads MJF to the top. He puts MJF on the top rope, a couple of right hands, and he hits him with a beautiful top rope Perkin Rana. Sends him flying all the way across the ring. That was quite good. But MJF was able to kick out of two, and immediately after he kicked out of the Hurricane Rana, he was able to transition into the Salt of the Earth armbar. Um, Jericho was able to maneuver out and locked him in the um, walls of Jericho. But this was a really cool spot. So Jericho has him in the walls, and MJF like reversed out of the walls into the Salt of the Earth. Um, and um, so he has, Jericho breaks out again. And then again, they start doing the old, like, they're just both, like, punching each other over and over. But MJF, this time, MJF's able to get control. He throws Jericho on the apron. Uh, Jericho tries to recover, but um, uh, MJF hits him in the face and hits him with the heat seeker. But Jericho's able to kick out. Um, MJF starts kind of, like, taunting to the crowd, but this allows Jericho to get up. And uh, he locks in a sleeper hold, but behind the referee's back because he hasn't been in a sleeper hold. MJF kicks uh, Jericho in the ball sack. Um Jericho then locks in, or MJF then locks in a wall of Jericho of his own, but Jericho's finally able to um, crawl um, to the bottom rope. MJF then puts on the diamond ring and he puts, tries like, goes to knock out Jericho, but the referee spots it. He takes the ring off MJF, or she, was it she? Who, I don't know, remember who was officiating, but I'll, um, this match. I'll assume it's Aubrey Edwards since she's the one who officiates most of the time. But, uh, yeah, the referee uh, – uh, yeah, it was Aubrey. I believe it was Aubrey. So, the referee – or Aubrey's uh, – she grabs the ring. She's taking it away. But while she's distracted from taking it away, uh, Jericho hits um, MJF with Floyd the baseball bat. And the referee's back is turned, and he goes to hit him with the Judas effect, and the referee doesn't see, but he manages to stop himself at the last second. MJF hits him with a Judas effect of his own, um, and then he locks in the salt of the earth. Jericho's able to um, roll through into like a kind of like a pinning combination, a roll up, but MJF uh, kicked out and transitioned right back into the salt of the earth. And Jericho's forced to tap out. I did not see that coming. 
And then uh, the show closed with uh, MJF doing a tall and like celebrating on the ramp as he wins. Cool. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, MJF won. I, I did not see this coming. Let's let's unpack this. Because uh, the match itself I thought was really fun. I thought it was really good. Jericho's crowd work was incredible. Uh, fans are fully behind him. Um, very good match. I question, though... Um, so Jericho has his back turned. He chooses not to hit the juice effect, even though the referee's back turned. I, I saw people on Twitter saying that, oh, he wanted the match, win the match on his own terms. Will he still hit him with a baseball bat? Like, so that was a bit troubling for me. Like, well, then if you want to, then don't hit him with the baseball bat. Like, you've hit him with the baseball bat. You've already cheated. You're like, you might as well go double or nothing. Well, you still can like not. I was not the biggest fan of because if Jericho didn't hit him with the baseball bat and he chose not to like the baby face, I would have been fine with that, but he didn't. And so that kind of bothered me. Uh, other than that though, I thought this was a really, I thought this was a really fun match. Um, that was really the only kind of like issue I had with it. Jericho tapping out. I think it. I think this match made MJF look really good, but the question is, should he have won? Like, I get it, you know, Jericho's fifty, MJF's like twenty five, but like, we they took us through this journey, this long term storytelling of every time Jericho faced MJF, he loses, he loses, he loses, and eventually he beats. He goes through like one of the five of the big matches that he beats. Um. Sean Spears in the match where Sean has the chair and he doesn't. He beats Nick Gage in a death match. He beats Wardlow with MJF at ringside. He beats his old rival, Juventud Guerrero, uh, with a top rope Judas effect. Finally, he gets to MJF and he just taps out. Like, it just felt kind of pointless. Like, Hercules went through the five layers and he succeeded. MJF, he, or Hercules, I think he had one of the five. But you get one side. Jericho just goes through and he just loses and i i'd argue it was pretty clean you'd say you could say like oh i'm jeff lobo him well jericho hit him with a baseball bat i'd say that pretty much evens things out yeah so i, I essentially in my book because the cheating evens out for both men i i'd say i'm jeff beat him clean as a sheet and i wouldn't have minded if throughout the labors of jericho they told this story of oh well jericho's constantly getting his arm worked over in every match in preparation for him jeff and they did in like the sean spears match and like a bit in the wardlow match but like Hooventu and nick gage like didn't work over his arm whatsoever so that that doesn't really hold up it's just like I think Jericho should have won. Like I get it, you know, MJF's younger, but MJF he can he can recover. He beat Guevara. He beat Jericho twice. He can take one loss here. And Jericho, you know, he used a juice fuck behind the referee's back. That's fine. Like Edge did. Everyone does it. And like, oh, you can't use a finisher. Just do it behind the ref's back. Like it's what it's what everyone does. It just I don't think he. Um, I just don't think Jer- Jericho should have lost here, to be honest with you. And, like, I get it. I applaud AEW for putting the younger guy over. And I just – I don't think this was the right time to do it. I think the right time to do it was have Jericho win here and then maybe have him lose at all out. I even probably would have had him win it all out. But the problem is now that this feud is going to flip and continue because, like, Jericho needs to win eventually, right? I feel like he has to. Um, Yeah. And which means this feud is going to continue. And I am on the record. I might be. I'm not sure if I said it on this podcast. But I'm on the record as saying that this Pinnacle versus um, Inner Circle feud has gone on way too long. 
it should have ended after Blood and Guts. Um, because Blood and Guts, they hyped it up as this big match, and it wasn't even the end of the feud. And then they made a bench at Double or Nothing, which, in my humble opinion, I would say is AEW's biggest pay-per-view of the year, Double or Nothing. They made a bench at Double or Nothing, feud still going on. They had the big the big Guevara versus MJF match. Feud is still going on. It's like, can we finish now? And, like, Jer- like Sammy had a match against, and, like, P&P, and, like, I just feel like this feud has gone on too- way too long, especially, especially Jericho and MJF. And MJF just beats him every time. He beat him at full, was it full gear last year? Yeah, he beat him at full gear. He, had he pinned him? I feel like he's beaten him twice, but I don't remember the first time. Or I don't remember one of the times. I know I, rem- I know he beat him at full gear. He beat him another time. He beat him here. Um, at Blood and Guts, uh, Jericho's team was forced to quit because Jericho was getting beat up by MJF. Like, he loses every single time. Like, he needs to win eventually. Because if he doesn't win, then what was the point? You could say, oh, well, it got MJF over. Well, you could have, like, had him beat Jericho decisively once and then, I don't know, thrown him in a world title program instead of having him face him 17 times. Uh, yeah, the match was really good. Uh, my final review of this was, match was really good. Uh, the ending was a bit of a, huh? And, like, I just don't know where they're going to go from here. Like, I trust that AW will somehow work this out, but... I don't know. In the moment right now, I'm questioning. I'm questioning this. But the match was quite good. So, overall, I did like this. I'm just questioning the booking decision here. But, yeah. Uh, that's all for the main talking point of the show. I talked about that for 13 minutes. And I'd say probably six of those was, like, should MJF should have won? Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Um, let's get in the main review of the show because there was a lot that happened. So, uh, let's get through it. I'll see you there. Welcome back to the Suplex Show with Brede. It's time for the play-by-play review of all of the things that happened on last night's AEW Dynamite. So yeah, uh, let's get to it, I guess. Um, so the show kicked off with, um, and well, so John Moxley and Eddie Kingston were making their way to the ring, um, and they were were supposed to they were supposed to like give an announcement or something. Uh, I believe the commentary team said they were supposed to give an announcement. So they're walking down the ring. When suddenly they were attacked from behind by a uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia, um, and then uh, da- so they Daniel 2.0 and Daniel Garcia they beat him up. Daniel Garcia kind of just leaves, um, and then 2.0 go to the ring and they demand, "Hey, we want our tornado or Texas tornado tag match against um, Sting and Darby Allen to happen right now uh, to open the show." So um, that happened. Darby Allen and Sting make their entrance. Uh, this is Sting's first match in, I believe. Tw- over two decades wrestling on TNT, they mentioned that quite a bit. Um, yeah, so that starts. Um, Darby Allen and Sting come up from like this was a bit quite uh, like why would the but Darby Allen and Sting like attack uh 2.0 from behind uh as the match starts, which isn't very baby face of them, but whatever. Um, they attack him from behind. Um, uh, or Darby attacks them from behind. Sting gets in the um, Sting gets in the ring and hit him with the the old stinger splash, and then they just start, like, brawling into the crowd and on the outside. Um, Sting takes out Matt Lee and Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy? Jeff Parker and Darby Allen are just brawling their way, like, backstage. Um, Sting and Parker are... Or, wait. 
sorry, Sting and Leaf, uh, Sting and Matt Leaf follow them, and they're all just brawling, uh, and they're all brawling, Sting and Darby look to take control, but then Daniel Garcia comes out of nowhere, and he helps 2.0 take the advantage, and he just, uh, beat, and then they're all beating up, um, Sting and Allen, and they throw, like, Sting into the wall and stuff, and they're all beating him up, um, and then, event, and then they start brawling out of the backstage, kind of, like, into the crowd area, um, where Matt, or Darby Allen hits, like, a huge dive onto 2.0, um, but Daniel Garcia is still out there, and he's like, beat, and he's still helping 2.0 beat up Sting and Darby. But then Eddie Kingston comes out because you know he's part of that six man tag with Darby a couple weeks ago, and you know they took him out when he was making an entrance. He comes out and he starts beating up uh, Daniel Garcia to kind of like even out the number game. Um, and then Sting and Darby Allen set up a table in the ring, um, but then. Um, Darby is taken out, and uh, Jeff Parker hits Sting with a chop block from behind. And 2.0 set up the table, and they hit Sting with a double power bomb through it. And get this, Sting, you know, how old is he, like 51 or something? You'd think, like, oh, I just got hit with a double power bomb through a table. You know, I'll stay down. Nope, he no-sells it, immediately gets up, hits both of them with a double Stinger death drop. Uh, or scorpion death drop, whatever, and then he locks in the, and then he locks him in a double scorpion death lock. They both tap out. Let's go, Sting. Let's go, Sting. Let's go, Sting. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Um. Okay. Sure. Whatever. It was crazy, dude. He just like ate a huge double power bomb through a table. He's just like, lol. No thanks. Immediately gets back up immediately gets back up. He got up before 2.0 got up. And there, 2.0 is just like, what the F? What the F is up with this guy? It was cooked. But it was also awesome. It was it was really cool. Um, Yeah. But that match, it was really, it was a really fun match. You know, lots of, like big brawling, you know, tornado tag, very fun ending. Uh, Very cool. This was, a, I mean, should 2.0 have lost here? I think they should have. Um, I think 2.0 should have lost here uh, just because staying in Darby on, like, a kind of hot streak, they don't really lose. Uh, I kind of need – now I need 2.0 to kind of, like, okay, you lost to staying in Darby. Cool. I'm hoping they can get, like, a decent win under their belt soon, maybe against, like, a – I want to say acclaimed, but I don't know if they still work for the company. But maybe, like, give them a match against, like, the acclaimed or something where they went. Now they need, like, a decent win to kind of, like – because every match so far they've lost. So they needed kind of like a decent win to like, okay, you know, back on the track. But I'm not super mad with them losing here. Um, it, it was, you know, some people argue like, should Sting have double tapped him out? You know, I didn't really mind. Um, I would have preferred it if Darby got the pin because D- Sting is here to help Darby get over. At least I assume that's why he's here. That's why he should be here. Um, and I would have maybe preferred if Darby was a, li- a bit more involved in the finish than just, like, out on the outside. But other than that, I don't have a ton of complaints with this match. I thought it was really fun. Uh, yeah. This was a time when uh, an older guy going over two younger guys, was it wasn't a big deal with me. Would I have preferred Darby to come help them or come get the win? Help, at least help Sting get the win? Maybe. Um, would it have been cool if 2.0 got their first, like, big win in AW by pinning Sting, who, like, doesn't lose at all? Yeah, but you know this finish. It it honestly it worked fine with me. I, I didn't mind it too much. We'll just have to see where two point I goes from here because that I'm I'm very intrigued with that. Um, next up we had a match between uh Sammy Vara and Sean Spears singles match. Obviously these two have been feuding forever. Um, and Sammy Guevara was giving a big announcement. I don't know was it after the match or uh, before the match, 
But uh, Sammy Guevara eventually just gave the announcement that, hey, I proposed my girlfriend on the AW Dark uh, tapings, and then they showed, like, a little video of it. Uh, cool. Good for him. Very happy. Very happy. Good for you, Sammy. Good for you. Uh, I thought it was going to be like, oh, he's challenging for the TNT title at All Out. That's really what I thought the announcement was going to be. I wonder who will challenge for the TNT title at All Out. We'll have to see. But yeah, uh, so good for you, Sammy. Match, anyway, this match is really good. Let's talk about it. Um, So, Sammy Guevara comes out. He's making his entrance. Sean Spears attacks him from behind. And they just start, like, brawling out ringside. Um, and Spears is, like, beating up Guevara with the steel steps. And um, Tully Blanchard is out there with Sean Spears. And um, he helps because uh, I don't. The match had not officially started yet, and he helps John Spears hit Sammy with like an assisted pile driver on the outside. But then, uh, hey, the ref. But then the referee was like, "Hey, totally get," and he kicked him out of the match. So this just became a straight up one on one match between the two men. Um, and um, so yeah, um. So, match, they, they get back in the ring. Match starts. Uh, Sean Spears is in control. He's kind of working him over. Eventually, Gar- Guevara is able to come back with an instiguri, uh because Sean Spears is too busy, like, trash-talking Sammy's, like, uh, or talking trash to Sammy's, like, new fiancé. Um, uh, and so, Sammy's able to use this to, like, come back. Um, he goes for a cutter on um, uh, Spears, but he, uh, the Spears is able to reverse it. And then both men start, like, trading chops back and forth. Uh, as we go to the break, when we come back, um, one of the security roles was like set up against the ring. Um, and here was here. This was pretty radical, son, um, because so the guardrail was set up in Sammy hit Spears with like a essentially an attitude adjustment. Um, what the OK, he's with like a, a, an elevated adjust, attitude adjustment onto it and he kicks out. Uh, and then, um, I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't remember this actually happening. Maybe I just, like, I, like, blanked out for a second, because I, I missed this. Um, but apparently, this is just what I was reading through Sportskedia, uh, their grades, just to make sure I had everything on the episode right on my notes before I started, um, the recording, and I must have missed this. But apparently, if they say that Sammy Guevara hit Sean Spears with a Canadian Destroyer from, on the top rope, like, What? And Spears kicked out. Um, okay. Um, anyway. Um, but then the, but then Spears was able to come back and he hit Sammy with an avalanche C4 from the top rope. What the F is this match, son? Like, what is happening? Um, yeah. Uh, but, and then they start like brawling to the, um, uh, and then they start kind of brawling on the outside and uh, stuff. And Sammy's able to take control, and he sends Spears in the rain, hits him with the 630 centon thing, but it's for an air fall. Um, Guevara then kind of takes his knee pad off, and he hits Spears with a bunch of, like, knee strikes. Um, and then he hits him with the GTH, which I don't know what that stands for, but that's what they called it, which is his finisher. And that was enough to put him away. Uh, cool. This match, I quite like this match. I had a good time with it. Uh, if I had a complaint for this match, it would be that there was maybe a bit too many kickouts. Because um, there was some, like, absolute crazy spots, especially for a TV match here. And I really think so, make, should have them, some of them should have maybe ended the match. But other than that, you know, I thought this was a really fun match. I, I quite liked it. Maybe just a bit too many kickouts here is my only real complaint. It, it's minor, but, you know, maybe next time. Just 
the and that's a uh, criticism many people have for AW, and I don't want to sound like Jim Cornette, but I do feel this had maybe a bit too many kickouts, especially if it was on pay per view, then maybe I wouldn't have minded as much. But considering it's just like you know, and it wasn't like the opener or the main event; it was just a random TV match. I was kind of like, eh, maybe a bit too much here, but yeah. Um, Anyway, next up, we had a Christian Cage interview uh, on. So, Tony Schiavone's backstage with uh, Christian Cage, and Christian starts to talk, but then Don Callis interviews. Um, Don Callis comes in, he's like, Hey, your win was a fluke. You know, my prediction for All Out is that Kenny Omega's going to hit you with that one Megan Angel, and he's going to beat you. Um, and he's like, No, um, and Callis is like, Christian, I've known you for a long time. And you've never changed, Christian. You're still just a little loser person. You're the same as you've always been. Um, Christian then said that Callis, you know, you're trying to get in my head, but that's not working. You're just a carny piece of S. And, and a piece of S. If you know, you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool, I guess. I mean, it wasn't much, but solid little backstage interview. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fine. I liked it. Uh, then we had Dan Lambert calling out uh, Lance Archer. This was not great, to be honest with you. Um, so Dan Lambert comes out with a former – I was informed to this. I did not know this. But apparently, they are former UFC heavyweight champions. I don't know I don't know how to say their names. Um, so I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just not say them. Um, so Dan Lambert um, said that um, free speech – this was a confusing promo. He starts talking about how free speech is dead, and um, he said that AW was – canceled culture and he said that lance archer was just here to shut him up and that he had a message for anyone in the rock room and said if they had a problem with him come down to the ring in that um you know he'll beat him up because aw's not the answer to the pro wrestling world's problems uh and these fans are idiots but then lance archer's music hits he comes out uh he's not the uh u.s iwgp u.s champion anymore he lost to uh I think it was Tanahashi, 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 Hiroshi. Uh, he lost at Resurgence. Uh, so he comes out, but then Scorpio's guy and Ethan Page uh, attack him from behind, the men of the year, and they just all beat him up together. And Dan Lambert was like, ha-ha, he was laughing. Was this part of his master plan? Oh, I don't know. Yes, it was. Um, uh, thoughts on this? It was kind of trash. Uh, I really like Dan Lambert's first appearance in AEW. I thought the thing he did at Road Rager, where he came out, he got an absolute steamer of a promo on the AEW company. Um, And then um, he came and then he got dumped out by um, what's his name? Lance Archer. I thought that was really good. This was questionable. Um, So Dan Lambert comes out uh and he talks about he had, he essentially cuts the same promo as last time, but it made less sense and it the content was worse. And then Lance Archer, the big mean guy who we've been told is like the murder hawk monster, gets beat up by Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, aka the losers of the year, because they lose every match they're in. Why though? Why? Couldn't Dan Lambert's thing just have been a one-off? Like, couldn't have, couldn't have. Um, I don't really need him here, and I'm not interested in a men of the year associated with America's top team or a men of the year versus Archer feud. That does not intrigue me whatsoever. Because either Archer, who was on a roll for a little bit, but then he just lost his IW and he's currently directionless, either he gets dumped out by the losers of the year, 
or the losers of the year lose again. It's it's a no-win situation. So, yeah, uh, this was not – this was probably the worst thing on the show, in my opinion. I was not the biggest fan of it. Yeah, not not great. But luckily, we did go to something good next, as my guys, Jurassic Express, uh, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus, were challenging the Yo Boys, the Young Bucks, for the AW Tag Team titles, and this match was kind of goaded. Uh, yeah. So, it uh, starts with Jungle Boy and uh, Nick Jackson. Jungle Boy starts out strong. He's kind of, like, taking out Nick Jackson, you know, high-flying stuff, all that stuff. Um, Nick Jackson makes a tag out, but um, as that happens, Jungle Boy also makes a tag to Luchasaurus. Uh, and uh, Luchasaurus immediately just goes in on Nick Jackson, hits him with a fallaway slam for a two-count. Um, but uh, Matt's able to um, get back into the match. He throws Luchasaurus to the outside and hits a big diving crossbody to the floor. Uh during the commercial, uh, Luchasaurus then is able to make the tag to Jungle Boy, but then during the commercial break, the Young Bucks just continue to, like, isolate uh, Jungle Boy in their corner, and they're, like, choking him against the ropes and, you know, all that stuff. Just the heel tactics. Oh, they're such, they're such big heels, and they're, like, tagging in and out, just working them over. But when you come back from the great, um, break, uh, Jungle Boy is able to break away from the corner. He makes the hot tag to Luchasaurus, who came in, um, and he's just running wild, but eventually Nick's able to hit him with an insecurity to neutralize him, and he heads to the top rope. Um, but Jungle Boy, like, meets him up on the top rope, and he hits him with a superplex off Luchasaurus's back. Like, it doesn't even make sense, but it was kind of radical. But Matt Jackson's just barely able to break the pin up. Um, Luchasaurus then um, going to, like, hit um, um, Nick with the choke slam to put him away. But uh, Brandon Cutler got up on the apron and started distracting him. Um, and uh, so Luchasaurus gets rid of him and then hits a double choke slam on both of the Bucks. Um, they went for a double super kick on him, but he was able to kind of roll out of the way and hit uh, Nick Jackson with the tail whip uh, and then hit another double choke slam, but was only able to get a near fall. Uh, then they were able to come back um, and they had a double super kick on both Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, but they were able to get the kick out at the last second. Um, Marco Stunt was at ringside, and he was kind of like cheering cheering on uh, Luchasaurus and um, uh, Jungle Boy, but Kenny Omega comes out. He hits him from behind with a steel chair, um, and he slid it into the ring, um, he, and he threw the chair into the ring um, to kind of like help the young bucks out. Um, and... Um, uh, but then Christian Cage comes out and he takes out um, Omega with the spear. Um, but then the Good Brothers and uh, Michael Nakazawa kind of uh, in the so this kind of distracts Jungle One Luchasaurus and the Young Bucks or not the Young Bucks the Good Brothers and Na- Michael Nakazawa interfere from the outside and uh, the Bucks use this distraction to hit Jungle Boy with the BTE trigger for the win. Cool. Uh, this was a good match. I-, I liked it. It was it was cool. I liked it. Um, you know, the elite, again, they're cheaters, you know, the usual stuff. Um, you know, uh, yeah, this was good. I thought, you know, there's some nice little, like, build uh, with uh, Christian Omega in there. You know, the box, they had a really fun, energetic match with lots of cool spots. You know, this this was pretty bloody good. I liked it a lot. Uh, it just followed the, you know, the usual box match syndrome of there was, like, four people on the ring all the time. Referee, do something about it. But other than that, you know, it was pretty cool. Uh, post-match, Kenny Omega, and uh, so Doc Gallows, like, grabs Christian Cage and throws him in the ring as the Elite continue to just beat him and uh, Jurassic Express down. And um, uh, Kenny Omega hits Christian with a world champion, and Don Callis does the three count, you know, kind of, like, maybe foreshadowing what might happen at uh, All Out when 
Christian takes on Omega. We will have to see. Uh, yeah. Next up, we had a little Britt Baker promo thing backstage where uh, she's talking to Tony Schiavone, and she introduced her new enforcer, J- Jamie Hayter. And uh, Jamie Hayter said, hey, Red Velvet, you want to match next week on with me on Dynamite? You got it. Cool, I guess. Uh, sure. Um, to, uh, Tony Schiavone, he was all over the place on the night. Uh, he then rushed down to the ring, and he introduced Paul White, and he's like, hey, bro, thanks for helping me out last week when I was getting destroyed. Um, Paul White was like, hey, that was pretty soon what happened last week when I hit that big choke slam on Aaron Solo. Uh, and he's like, I have a huge announcement for you, uh, Tony Schiavone. Um, but then QT Marshall interrupts him. He comes down to the ring with factory members. Um, uh, Paul White's like, hey, I dare you get in the ring with me uh, and with your backup. Uh, and um, he's like, you're starting to make me angry just sitting out there, you know, loudmouthing. Um, but QT Marshall um, continuing. But QT Marshall just starts, like, running his mouth, talking about how, hey, you know, you're trash, son. Um, but White's like, oh, hey, I've been talking to Tony Khan recently, and um, he told me that at all out, I'm gonna pick, uh, it's going to be Paul White versus QT Marshall. Okay. Um, sure. This was kind of sloppy. You know, Big Show was never the best promo ever. Uh, he wasn't great here. Um you know, and this feels, like, super contrived, like, just throwing, like, QT Marshall versus Big Show onto the card for All Out. I assume it'll be a squash match, because um, we do not need these two going 15 minutes uh, with a ton of kickouts in the AW style. And it just feels thrown onto the card. Like, this hasn't really been built up at all. Like, okay, that a little interaction last week, but other than that, it's basically been nothing other than, him spilling a protein shake on Tony Schiavone, but okay, you know, it's just this. This was I did not like this that much. Uh, it just felt thrown together, and I didn't really like it. So yeah, uh, this this was not great. Um, no. Uh, then next up we had Kira Hogan. Um, yeah, we don't see her too much. I believe she's an Impact wrestler, uh, and like her. So Jade, the Jade brand comes out, and they said that. Hey, this weekend at um, AW Rampage Last Dance, um, I'm going to be in action against former Impact star Kier Hogan. The end. Okay, cool. Whatever. Uh, we then have a segment where Tony Schiavone is um, backstage with the Elite, and he's like, hey, Tony Gunn has had enough of you guys being cheaters. Uh, he And he's announced that and he's announced that over the next couple weeks, we're going to have a tag team eliminator tournament for All Out, and the winners are going to face you guys in a steel cage match for the tag team titles. I assume that is where they lose the titles, and then maybe Omega loses his later on to a, a Hangman Page. And I believe who they said was going to be in it, it was like Jurassic Express, um, Varsity Blondes, Private Party, Lucha Bros, and I don't know who else. But yeah, it, it, it was it was something like that. Oh, it was Private Party, Varsity Blondes, Lucha Bros, and Jurassic Express. Yeah, so only four teams. Yeah, I was right. Uh, prediction, I think Lucha Bros are going to win. They're on like a, they're like undefeated. They have like six straight wins. I think they pick up the win here. I, that'd be quite nice. Uh, we then had uh, Ricky Starks. Um, so Taz is in the ring with Hook, and they introduce uh, Ricky Starks. They're like, hey, he's going to come out, cut a promo. Um, and then, but then it cuts to footage of backstage where um, Paros Hobbs had Brian Cage, and he uh, beat him up. Uh, and Cage, but Cage starts to beat him up, and then, Ricky Starks and Hook go to the back to help him out. Okay. Uh, cool. 
this was kind of awkward. It didn't make a ton of sense. It was fine though, I guess. Um, whatever, you know, it was, it was cool. It was fine, I guess. It just was a bit confusing, but whatever. It, it was okay. I'll, I'll say it was okay. Um, Andrade then was backstage with Tony Savani, Tony, Shiv- Tony Shivani, uh, and Pat, um, and, uh, um, Pac said, like, he it was, uh, wait. So, Tony Schiavone's backstage with Death Triangle, and Pac made a warning to Andrade ahead of their match, uh, All Out. And Andrade came over, and he's like, hey, I have a list of demands, uh, before our match at All Out. And he handed them to Pac, and then the segment ended. Cool. This was fine. It was okay. Uh, then we had, uh, Thunder Rosa taking on Penelope Ford in a singles match. Um, so, Thunder Rosa, uh, starts out this match pretty dominant, you know, just taking the fight to uh penelope uh they start brawling on the ringside and like uh she's like drop kicking her you know all the stuff just beating her up um but eventually up ford's able to come back and she throws um rosa into the ring post and then hits her with a cutter on the outside ooh um penelope ford continued to dominate while we were in like an ad break uh when we came back she did a submission in but thunder rosa was able to power out and threw uh her in the turnbuckle. She followed it up with a big running back elbow. She went for another one, but Ford was able to dodge out of the way and hit her with a drop kick and a big boot. Um, Ford then uh, went for a high kick on Rosa, but Rosa was able to dodge out of the way. Uh, she then hit her with a running drop kick and um, and a butterfly suplex for a near fall. Uh, yeah. Wait. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Ford Ford hit her with the butterfly suplex for two count off of um, off of a drop kick. Uh, but Thunder Rosa was able to come back. She locked in a single leg Boston Crab, but Penelope Ford was able to reach the bottom rope and wreck the hold. Um, but Thunder Rosa um followed that up with a spinning Death Valley Driver. Ford kicked out of that at two, and was able to hit a gut buster. Um, she then followed that with the submission. Um, and but. Thunder Rosa was able to power out and put her into a chokehold, forcing Penelope Ford to tap out. Cool. Uh, this was fine. It wasn't like great or anything, but it, it was solid. I, it was a solid little match. Um, should 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 somebody like Penelope Ford be kicking out of uh, spinning Death Valley drivers? And the grand scheme, in the grand scheme of things, probably not. But in AW, I guess whatever. Uh, yeah, that, that kick out kind of bothered me. I don't know. But, you know, this was fine match. It wasn't much, but, you know, it was it was whatever. All right, we got, like, two things left. So, first up, we had a mount, like, an announcement. Um, we had a recap of Malachi Black's AW debut with him, uh, like, attacking Arn Anderson and Cody and stuff, uh, and him, like, beating up er, and winning his match against Cody. Arn Anderson and Brock Anderson are backstage with Tony Schiavone. And Arn Anderson announced that next week on um, AW Dynamite, Brock and his son, Brock Anderson, He's going to take on Malachi Black. Um, he said, um, Arn said, hey, son, you know, or uh, are you sure you want to do this? You know, you only have a couple matches under your belt. And this Malachi Black guy is pretty um, dangerous. Um, but Brock's like, hey, no, I got this. You know, the bat's already been signed. I'm not going to quit. That kind of stuff. Cool. Uh, he's going to get killed, by the way. Like, there's no way he wins. But cool, I guess. This was fine. Uh, we then had John Moxley cut a little backstage promo. Um, he basically sent out uh, a warning to the roster. He's like, hey, you know, I carried you guys through dark times, this whole roster, and now I'm being disrespected and beat up, and everybody's just a coward in this company now, and everybody thinks they're some kind of top guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, he, and he then talked about how he wanted to send a message to uh, people at the bottom that what it was like to give um, 
to be at the top of AEW. He then said, Daniel, so Mr. Daniel Garcia, you know, you think you're big shot, you know, attacking people from behind and all this stuff. Um, well, I'll give you a taste of what the main event looks like this week on AEW Rampage in the main event. And he said that there would be a ringside um, doctor and a referee there for your protection. But it, when I'm in the match, there's there's no chance that you're going to make it out alive and that this will be the biggest test of your career. Cool. Um, yeah, the, that, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. It was cool. Uh, that's kind of it for the show, to be honest with you, because we already talked about the main event. Uh, my only... And then I just have one other question. So first dance this week. It's supposed to be this big show in front of the Yingling Center, and the matches we have announced is... Jade Cargill versus Kira Hogan and John Moxley versus Daniel Garcia for the show that CM Punk is supposed to debut on. Those are our matches we have announced. Like, that's not much. That's not going to draw viewers. Kira Hogan versus Jade Cargill and John Moxley versus Daniel Garcia is not going to draw viewers. Hopefully, hopefully, this this last dance or, or first dance, whatever you want to call it, needs a shot in the arm uh, if it wants to. Like, do something. So, hopefully, yeah, we can do that. But anyway, uh, that's all for this, uh, like, review portion of the show. Stick around for the outro, and I'll give my final thoughts on the show. I'll see you there. Welcome back to the Suplex Show with Brett. I'm your host, Brett. And uh, it's time for um, the thing, you know, the ending of the, the outro. Yeah, that's what they call it. Uh, so, final thoughts on Dynamite? It was good. I was pretty good episode of Dynamite. I mean, most of the stuff I enjoyed. I like the Young Bucks match quite a bit. Um, most of the matches I thought were pretty good. Maybe a bit too many kickouts in Guevara versus Spears, and maybe Jericho should have won. But the back the matches were both pretty good. Um, I'm concerned for AW Rampage this week. Um, to be honest with you, I thought the Sting match was pretty good. Um, you know, I thought everything was pretty good in this match other on the show, other than the Paul White stuff and the Dan Lambert stuff. I was not a big fan of those. But other than that, you know, this was a pretty solid show. I liked it. Cool. You know, uh, that's all for this episode of Suplex Show. Make sure to follow us and give us a five-star review um, on Spotify, Radio Wave, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, wherever you listen, and head to those other platforms and give us a follow and a five-star review there because even if it's the same person over multiple platforms, uh, the more follows and five-star reviews, the better. Um also, make sure to tell your friends to listen, tell people on Twitter to listen, follow us at the Suplex Show, follow me at Kind Platypus, and if you want to send something into the show, that would be the Suplex Show at gmail.com. Uh, it can be about wrestling, it can be about life, it can be about just about anything, and that's just peachy. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's all for today's episode of Suplex Show. Um, oh, sorry, I'll make sure to read in the outro if you send something in, and I'll shout you out um, by name, fake name, real name, wrestling name, whatever. Just make sure to include it. Uh, that's all for today's episode of the Suplex Show, and I'll see you tomorrow for maybe the last, um, the last, the last episode for now, and the news episode. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.